On today's episode of the Clothdecker Podcast, Jill is going to share her tips and tricks and her experience camping with cloth diapers. So this past weekend, we had the great cloth diaper change and Earth Day. Now that that's all over, are you feeling are you feeling into it? Are you participating in the real nappy week or the real cloth diaper week on social media? If not, and you're thinking, by gosh, what is this girl talking about? We'll fill you in here. My name is Bailey. Welcome to the Cloth Diaper Podcast. This is somewhat actually now officially every week kind of show where we talk to parents, retailers, and brands around the world about their cloth diapering journey. On April 22nd, 2021, 2022, by gosh, we had Earth Day and we celebrated Earth Day. And one of the great things about Earth Day is sales uh sales from cloth diaper brands retailers and all of your favorite products and thank you to all of my sponsors who came together to make earth day 2022 amazing i had so much fun this month creating content with assembly and charlie banana and shine and everybody who came together i mean i'm pre-recording this so we just know what we know right now but It was fun. And then there was the great cloth diaper change and cloth diaper brands and cloth diaper parents and cloth diaper advocates around the world. We got together and we changed diapers both virtually and in real life. And it's so awesome when the community can come together like this. I can't wait for brands and retailers to come together again at ABC Kids in a couple weeks, which yes, I will be at ABC Kids. and I'm so excited for that. But nonetheless, this is the kind of introduction to today's show. Today I'm joined with Jill. Jill is a Canadian mama. And last year she took our babies camping and she wanted to share that story, that experience and her tips and tricks for you on the show. It's been a while since we've had a camping show. I think the last time we talked about camping here on the Cloth Podcast was like show three with Sarah and Sarah used a mixture of disposable and cloth liners uh, when she backpack camped. And so Jill's going to talk about her camping and what, what, you know, like we're about to enter camping season. At least here in Canada, we are. Camping season really rolls in come May long weekend, that May 2-4, when we celebrate Victoria Day. That's when we all start camping. Um, Actually, no, it's probably a lot of times it's too cold still where I live to camp in May. But, you know, it's a a thing. Anyways, we're going to go cut to our sponsor and then the show. Today's show is brought to you by Redwood Cloth. At Redwood Cloth, we want to make it easy and affordable for parents to choose more sustainable ways to diaper their children. Helping to preserve and protect the environment for our younger generations is at the forefront of our mind at Redwood Cloth. We donate a portion of our annual revenue to save the Redwoods League and constantly evaluating and implementing more sustainable business practices. There are bundles regularly available at redwoodcloth.com to make your stash easy. You can shop at redwoodcloth.com. That's R-E-D. W-O-O-D-C-L-O-T-H dot com. You can find out more information and their social links in the info blob. And be sure to follow or subscribe to the Cloth Diaper Podcast newsletter. You can do that by going to clothdiaperpodcast.com, hit in your enter, and you will find out more information about Redwood Cloth and all of our sponsors in our weekly newsletter. Thank you so much, Jennifer, and I will see you guys the next part for the interview. All right. Um, my name's Jill. Um, I started cloth diapering in September, 2019 when my daughter was born. Um, we started on cloth diapers about two days, months, she was two days old. Um, and we've been using them ever since. Um, she's just a bit over two now. Are you almost potty trained? We're starting um, potty learning right now. We have been for a little while. We slowed down a bit with um, the holidays, um, but 
I think by next summer, we won't be camping with Clothdoy first by then. Hopefully, hopefully it'll be okay. But yeah, we've, yeah, we've been trying to give it a go for a while. She seems a little bit interested. So hopefully we'll be good for the summertime. Where in the world are you located? Um, we live in Petawawa, Ontario. So small. Oh, you're Canadian. Okay. Yes, I am kidding. Yes, it was very, very cold today. <laughs> so where do you go camping when you take your kids and uh, what area? So we're very close to Algonquin Park. Oh, okay. um, and that's where we go. It's There's a trailhead about like an hour away from where we live. And that's also where like my husband and I have camped um, like primarily before that. Um, so we're used to the yeah. area. We know where it's good to go for kids. It's quite comfortable. But yeah, we we canoe in. So that was the next question. What kind of camping you're doing? And you're you're hiking in. You're not car camping. You're backcountry. There are some options for um, car camping, but um, that's kind of not our style right now. So we just canoe in. We've got, you know, the two of us and our daughter and then all the supplies we need. Well, and you're in Algonquin Park. Yeah. Which is- beautiful Mm -hmm. uh we had the opportunity we drove through once when we went from ottawa through toronto to toronto through algonquin park and i was just blown away i never knew what to expect and i was just like this is gorgeous yeah the park is Um, underrated it's massive and it's beautiful and the trees are just like amazing and the water is just it's perfect like and we had such a good weekend knowing a little of the region i know why i can see why you're canoeing in and uh hiking in so that's like an entirely different ballpark when it comes to cloth diapering because when i go i typically car camp with my kids Mm -hmm. um and really the sky's the limit if you can put it in your car you're good to go but when it comes to hiking in with cloth Mm -hmm. different story altogether what is your setup and why did you even maybe first why why have you decided to cloth diaper while hiking into camp or I think canoeing. the biggest thing was is we knew that somehow diapers were going to have to come out with us um, whether they were disposable or if they were cloth but we really like we barely use disposables um, and we when we do we just hate the smell like somehow <laughs> it smells worse than cloth diapers and it's so hard to there's something about it eh? I know and it's so hard to tell people this because they don't they're like oh there's no way but there's definitely a different smell um, especially if you're using disposable diapers that are primarily like paper filled I find there's nothing to get that stench away yeah oh, really? um, I can't I didn't really use a lot of paper diapers all I can just remember is like the perfume synthetic smell oh, which is also and that's its also own, a bad yeah also it's other bees so there's yeah. two smells so really I mean I think one of my very first shows with a, was with a mom, Sarah, who she backpacked with her kid in Alberta as well. And it's just like so many layers to taking your kids out into the bush. And at the end of the day, smells are one of them. Yeah. There's going to be all sorts of smells involved. If we can reduce them. All exactly. The Even with car camping, you are packing out what you bring in. My girlfriend has a, a cabin, mm-hmm. a cottage, but we have to bring it. We have to bring back all our trash, right? There's no. Yeah, you can't really leave it. At least you can't leave it at your camp site like that's yeah you can you that's not being a good camper so what kind of diapers are you packing to make it and how what i but all questions <laughs> what kind of diapers are you packing and what what type of length of trip are we talking so about? so we went for three days and because we were on the water we packed three so we were on the water and we decided to pack um at least three swim diapers which we knew we would be primarily using and we we use cloth swim diapers and then we packed 
just like covers and we had a few inserts to do. Um, like we have actually, um, the cloth inserts for G pants. We have a whole whack of those. Yes. Which I think when we had gotten them, they were really hard to find at the time. And most people were using the disposable inserts, which I've never been able to find disposal inserts from any brand. So I have all these cloth inserts and we just use them with like, I, we had some extra covers that we just used them with. Those worked well because then nothing fancy and we could keep our other stash of diapers like clean at home. And then if something were to happen, like a bear would rip through them or something, we would still have our regular stash at home. But we were kind of very lucky because we have an excess of cloth diapers at the moment. And so we were able to kind of bring bring something. And if it was somehow to get lost in the woods, I mean, then it was going to be okay because we still have diapers at I, home. I have spent a lot of time like as a child backcountry camping with my girl guy group that my family my mom does not camp she's like a hotel camper uh i've never <laughs> had a bag rummage through though like it'd be pretty rare of a situation in my experience yeah. to lose something camping my biggest fear though would be canoeing having done canoe circuits myself getting them wet that i would lose like everything to the bottom of the ocean yeah or the lake mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be a fear for everything yeah yeah and it was just kind of figuring out like if anything was going to get ruined somehow camping, we had to just, to just not worry too much about, but, um, did you bring, so were you bringing enough for like a diaper change and then bringing back all the diapers? So ugh, that's not my, my thought was, are you bringing enough clean diapers for every diaper change on your trip and then washing at home? We, I did do a wash while we were there, um, which was nice because like part of the reason we wanted to bring them in reducing the smell was being having the option to be able to wash them. So we brought enough to do kind of like a day's worth of diaper changes in a bit. And then because the weather was nice and we were using swim diapers often, we didn't need to go through um, the cloth inserts quite as much. Spending the day at the beach instead. Yeah. And then we did though um, get to wash a couple in, um, we actually used a sea line bag, like a 10 liter sea line bag that was, it's very old. It's about 15 years old that we still have on hand. So it's a thick, thick plastic. It's a little outdated for our camping gear now, um, but we kept it around just in case we needed it and it ended up being something we could use for this trip because, you know, you just put your diapers in and your soap and you can get a good like agitation on it. Yeah, it's like a, a makeshift. Uh, what like, is it? There's a brand. Oh, I'm losing the name. There's some wash bag stuff and I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, the scrubber bag. So it's kind of like a makeshift one of those and that worked really well. Yeah, that would work really well. Yeah. And we're able to wash them and then have them like dry. The only thing is the end of our camping trip, it rained quite a bit, but had the weather been nicer, we would have done all of them. But that's sort of how we packed was to see, you know, if the weather's good, we'll be able to wash and dry fine. And if the weather's not good, we have enough to get us through without. And then of course, I mean, really, it's like pretty simple materials and they yeah. don't really take up a huge lot of room. You were using a cover system and that's really what we heard from Margaret who flies with cloth diapers mm-hmm. and um, a couple other parents. When you go to a cover system, you're really you significantly shrink the size of your stash a lot. Yeah. You only need one cover for every couple of diaper changes. Yeah. 
and it, and it, everything dries so much quicker when it's pieced apart instead of like, you know, our newborn diapers were all in ones and those took forever to dry, especially in the fall in a basement. Um, <laughs> and I did not want to put those in the dryer. So those took a long time, but yeah, having like a, like two piece system at least was perfect. And also like the swim diapers could dry. So then, you know, we weren't putting a wet swim diaper back on our daughter. She was good to, you know, be dry and then get, get wet again. Remembering that like beach element of a vacation or just even the casual play that sometimes happens when you're camping with kids, just like running around pseudo naked, mm-hmm. the like the pressure of diapering is not always so high. Yeah. And like, if a uh, accident happens, an accident happens. Yeah. I, I think a, a lot about camping with that and it's just I don't know it's a different there's different things going on but at the same time there's different things going on and it can stress you out a little bit yeah uh, so you packed in you packed out and you've done the canoe trip have you done any other trips we haven't my husband works a job that's very like limited time off for vacation in the summer so that was our only like backcountry trip with her so far um, what, what do you think was your biggest learning curve from that experience probably more to do with the bedtime and how to sleep in a tent <laughs> When it's super bright out and you're not used to the same, yeah, we thought she would be tired out, <laughs> but no, she did not want to go to sleep at her normal, like seven o'clock bedtime. Oh yes. I laugh because uh, I am, yes, I've been there. My girlfriends and I thought we'd all go camping together with like babies who are nine months to 18 months old, just three of us women and like six kids and it's 8 PM and bright out and our kids are not tired they're not tired and they're kind of losing it and there's nowhere like comfy to sit besides like a hammock and you know they haven't worn shoes all day and they're disgusting then then you figure out they can reach the top of the zipper on the tent so you can't leave them in the tent yes this is the bedtime i will tell you though jill is i went camping this past summer like i I, that was I had that one experience that was kind of similar with the bedtime mm-hmm. chaos and then I never went again for like a year <laughs> mostly because we got wildfire season right. really bad here in northern British Columbia uh, but also because I was a little bit scarred <laughs> from that trip um, but it does get easier as they yeah. get older yes there becomes like I went last so we went this year with a five-year-old and a four-year-old it definitely got easier because they were like I am done and I'm okay with admitting that I'll go to sleep now because I know tomorrow's gonna happen does get but that sleeping in the in the bright tent it's it's so hard and our tent is designed the top of it is light so that it allows light in and that you're not in a you know dark tent and so I was like it looks like so bright in here Yeah, it's fine for adults, but children are just like, uh, no thanks. Yeah. So I've only done like a big canoe mm-hmm. circuit, diaper changing while canoeing. Oh, are you, I think you, you cut pull over. over? A um, my question was diaper changing and canoeing. Do you pull over or how long were you canoeing for? Did you need to change a baby in the middle of the lake? So because this was our first camping trip, we opted to stay at one campsite and which made it way easier because then we could set everything up. We did bring a wet bag with us. So if we were going to change sites, what we would have done is probably change her in the canoe or pull over 
And then we had like our, we had a little pad that she could go on and we could change her there because even like the tent is quite a small area to be changing like a toddler who's rolling around. (laughs) So it's, it gets harder to change them the older they get for sure. Um, so we, we would have pulled over for the, on the side for sure. I think that's probably though the lesson that any parent listening is that your first few trips don't need to be the big trips you had pre-kid you really can and you probably should adapt them to something that can have quick minute changes or can adapt to the chaos that is a child until you really get into your groove and your routine we once went camping and we went hike we went for a 10k hike and mosquitoes so we were really like we drove like 40 minutes to the next town just to get benadryl my child like puffed up yeah all i had packed you like you'll prepare for everything you'll pack the kitchen sink but Mm -hmm. the one thing that you probably should have prepared for you you forget somehow you don't don't. so it's uh, finding finding little solutions and then just being okay with kind of that chaos of um needing to change plans cancel plans go home early yeah it's also because the the every single time you bring bring benadryl you never have to use it and then the one time you do need to use it <laughs> no. use it it's not there you know? i now carry benadryl in my truck all yeah. the time have i ever used it since that trip not once not once have i ever had an issue um yeah you i I find that with most adventuring with with little ones if i mean so maybe you'll be potty trained but would you do it again oh for sure like um my husband and his family they always like they took their kids camping very very young like my husband was you know they were bringing tonka trunks trucks into algonquin park on the canoe and going camping when they were just like a year and a bit so I think we'll do it again. It was something we definitely wanted to do um, as soon as possible. And I think the I think part of using cloth diapers while we were camping was just to say, you know, to show that it's possible to do. Um, so I definitely would do cloth diapers again, especially if you have the option to maybe be washing them and not bringing back heavy diapers. Like that's another thing too, is if you can wash and dry them, even if it's not a perfect wash in your washing machine, they're still going to be less heavy than if they were soiled. So I didn't even think about that. That is a really good, um, reminder. And I mean, it could be, if you don't want to wash on the trail, even, uh, shaking out flats and letting them kind of dry while you're doing a meal prep would help a lot, especially if you're backpacking. Yeah. And letting them dry. The other one I mentioned there and probably a good little segue was like, not to worry about getting a perfect wash. I sometimes see that in Facebook groups when people are traveling, they kind of get a little bit concerned about what a wash routine. Um, and it's like one wash routine guys is not going to ruin your diapers. Yeah. Like you can probably rescue your diapers when you get home. <laughs> oh, Yes. Like you can rescue them. You can throw them in with a good wash one or a couple, even a couple of washes. It really does take mm-hmm. a good amount. And the, the biggest thing with any wash routine that I think I'm really hearing from uh, retailers and makers right now is like rinsing yeah. is you want to really rinse out the urine. Um, and you can kind of do that without soap. Soap will help, but a yeah. good rinse and a good dry. What were you, so you talked about using your big, um, sea line bag. Yeah. Sea line bag. And what did you, did you just use like a camp soap in there? A biodegradable soap? Yeah, we used to, yeah, we used to camp soap. Um, the thing to remember with these camp soaps is that they don't degrade unless they're in soil. I think a lot of people try to use them in water, but they need to go on 
like soil. Like you, and also you shouldn't be putting diaper waste into the water, right? So basically what we did is, you know, we put in with some water and shake them around with some soap. And then anywhere that if you were an adult and you're going to go use the washroom in the woods, that's kind of where you can dump out um, the dirty like diaper wash water because you don't want to, you don't really want to put that near trails and you don't want to attract any like animals. And it's just like, it's waste. You don't really like, you don't want to see that when you're hiking around or cutting around. <laughs> yeah, no. And that's a, that's a really great reminder, Jill. I mean, we probably should have started with that earlier. Um, I was watching a TikTok the other day about remembering like mm-hmm. 70 steps or something mm-hmm. off the trail and digging your six foot hole and everything that you do for adults and everything they encourage us yeah. for adults to do back country repeat like children's waste is no it's the same yeah and so yeah like we were kind of lucky like you could see well we weren't really lucky but we saw where someone else had used the washer when you can kind of do in the same area and know like this is okay people don't walk here this is far enough um and then you're not contaminating like any water sources nearby or anything like growing and then and any animals and stuff like we had a lot of squirrels and chipmunks that were mostly chipmunks well, that's, that were that's Ontario. I have never seen so many chipmunks in my life. This was like Ontario. I've seen them in the city, but I wasn't expecting away, them. I, they don't have them here. <laughs> and they were eating these giant mushrooms, and they were all around our campsite. And so you know we'd ha- like go further back and make sure we we're dumping stuff, and there was no no ch- chipmunks or mushrooms to be found, which was good. So yeah, so human waste disposal, check with your soap, whatever. I mean, that people could be using any types of camp soap, the best way to biodegrade it. And a lot of it's going to be avoiding putting it in the waterway. I think that's a general reminder is that um, when we pour things into the earth, the earth does a good aquifer system to it. Kind of break down the things that need to break down before it puts it back. Uh, I forgot about that. I think that was really good. I was trying to think about what other kinds of soap that one might use. Soap nuts might be an option. They're just like, they're yeah, poor. they don't, that's what I found as well to use in my experience. Camp soap would be, have a good twist on it. You want really want to want, I wouldn't want to bring anything like super commercial into the woods. No. And that's what I felt as well. Um, and then like kind of bringing as little, as possible so we can use the camp so for more options and then we can do yeah like i think i would just use like even a whatever bar soap you were using for dishes i would probably lean towards using and like the big problem with soap and diaper and cleaning mm-hmm. actually comes down to our machines and that's why we don't use soap anymore because yeah. soap scum would happen and then it would build up in the washing machines and it would just be a nightmare but soap scum doesn't build up the same way when you're hand washing textiles so it's not as big of a concern and when you come home when you wash it the, the detergent's job will do it yeah yeah the detergent will strip it later if needed i'm sure that there are parents out there who maybe do this more full-time and they have more experience but you also can just like accept the part-time and do it the halfway way instead of whatever wild um exactly lengths other people go to i think maybe there's somebody who's figured out how to do it and it's also okay just to accept that there is simple ways to do it that don't require you bending over backwards or or expensive gear like I love that you use your old bin I mean if you were using yeah and like that had a good seal on it you could use anything 
that's what we did is like make sure. And the only thing we did is like, we did bring like a separate set of like gloves that we would normally use for cleaning around the house. We brought those just to, so that you have kind of a proper like hand washing station. And then you have your gloves for, you know, the dirty diapers and whatnot, just to make sure, you know, we didn't want to get sick or anything camping. But other than that, we probably must just use, you know, what we would have been using already camping and didn't need to buy anything extra and could still make the trip using cloth without having to use like disposables. Yeah, it's really not overthinking it. And even if you had found a disposable insert, you got to pack them out. I I do like to use disposable inserts when I camp as a like a mix, just in case I kind of run out. And that's how I've always kind of used them. Or when I was, so we typically would camp and then do a big hike. So I mentioned a 10K hike because I had two kids and I'm carrying, my both my husband and I are carrying a kid because they were fanny pack disposable inserts because they were they took up significantly less room and if i needed a diaper change i thought okay be less room to take in and out especially when we're carrying kids on this what would be a fun hike to a lookout um it was not a fun hike to a lookout but it was a it was a better solution so you like you can find these hybrid solutions and what i like about disposable inserts is somebody who is a cloth user is it means I don't have to buy a whole package of disposable diapers. And it means that I don't have to stress out about sizes. And so somebody who has... It's the sizes, yeah. Yeah, so I had two kids in two different sizes and the same disposable insert. I can fold it down to fit both of them or extend it. And so it really kind of limits like the amount of stuff that I needed. Disposable inserts, you were mentioning a hard time finding them. And now that I think about it, when I was cloth diapering, like this is 2015, uh, Flip and Grovia biodegradable inserts were really easy to find but i have not seen them at my retailers in a while so i haven't seen them and i think um bummies used to make some and i haven't seen those in a while and i haven't even seen any like i guess maybe last year i haven't even seen any on clearance or anything like nothing really for i mean the other thing that you could do is buy you could just buy generic inserts generic paper diapers even and if it doesn't fit you could put it in a cloth diaper cover and call it a day yeah and then that also would help like if you were worried about leaks and stuff in sleeping bags you'd probably it was always like the sizing is the number one reason why i loved having bio soakers on hand it was Mm -hmm. like i never as a mom who went to italy with her kid i did a lot i was really fun as a new mom i'm not so fun anymore i went to italy and i can remember going into the grocery store and they only had size six diapers but I had a six month old child. And so they did fit. They were massive on them, but it was the only thing I could find. And I don't speak Italian. And so I just remember being so frustrated trying to sort out disposable diaper sizing and being like, this doesn't make any sense. The one size system of cloth diapering, everything always fits all the time. And so I hope that this podcast um, inspires another conversation. I'll have to do Instagram posts to see what other families are doing. It's really great, Jill, to hear that you took your kids out camping your kid you have one child and you brought inserts and covers and you canoed and you spent three days and you washed in the woods do you have any other final thoughts about this experience that you had done that you want to share with parents today um I think just that, you know, it's easier than you think it's going to be. There's some information for sure about camping with cloth diapers online. I found a lot of it tended to be like disposable inserts. Um, So just knowing that you can use like cloth insert, it will work and it will be fine. And that, you know, even 
if it's not perfect, if it's for a short trip, it definitely works. Yeah. And just to not overthink it, you know, like we told people, you know, we were going to use cloth diapers on this trip and people responded with, well, you can just bring disposables. It's like, but I, I also have diapers at home that are waiting to be used, you know? Well, yeah. I have to go through the learning curve of remembering how to use disposables and bringing them out. It's just as easy to bring cloth. And I think that's like a message that we've heard a lot over this last year is don't overthink it. Like 90% of what we're doing every day is overthinking parenting, diapering, all of it. Well, thank you, Jill, for taking the time today. Thank you, Jill, for sharing your experience cloth diapering with your baby. I wish that you have the best of summers this year. And thank you to Redwood Cloth for sponsoring today's episode. Redwood Cloth, check them out, redwoodcloth.com. I don't know what else to say about there, but we'll go to Instagram now. I'll see you online where we can talk about cloth diapering and camping. The post will probably come out sometime this week. And um, I'm sure if you have tips that you want to share with the Cloth Diaper Podcast, the Cloth Diaper Podcast does accept guest stories. You can write out your five best tips. You don't have to be a great writer. You don't have to be excellent. It can have spelling mistakes. I will send it to someone to get edited. Seriously, I want your stories and your experiences. The Cloth Diaper Podcast is becoming more of a community space and less of a me space. It's about where we can capture all of these great ideas. Even if you have a blog, even if you have a blog, you can write a guest blog for me or just send me a link to your blog. And I would love to share your stories on my Facebook and social media. Learning about all the different ways that we cloth diaper as a community has been such an incredible learning opportunity. Anyways, uh, I will see you online and be sure to subscribe to the podcast as well, wherever you're listening. <laughs>